I would put it on the bun. You can fit the pickles. You can put fit the pickles in the pickles. You can fit the pickles in there. You can fit the pickles in there. Come on. Pickle chicken sandwich. Take it away, John Friggin' Smith. Welcome to the rabbit hole. How did we end up on that rabbit hole? Where all you knew is wrong. <laughs> and rules are just suggestions. I like the pipe. Made up as we go along. Shut up, Corn. Fuck you. And who knows what you'll find here Maybe heaven or your worst fears Whatever it may be It's yours to keep forever Just in time, you've entered a rabbit hole Please, go down further Where there's philosophy hidden within stupidity My uh, nipples are sweating <laughs> What are they doing to that chicken? They're punching holes in it. You know, what? I want to teabag that. Hank Azaria. He can make weird noises. You're fucking weird. You guys are horrible. Bunion ring? Like, I, I wouldn't eat those. What the fuck? Hey. Even if it was Paul Bunyan themed, like, you know Anyone? what I mean? Like flannel onion rings or something like that. Like, yeah, I had a heart attack. Fuck you. It's a sunny, shiny day. Yeah. <laughs> Fat people need love, too. Hello, and welcome to the Rabbit Hole. You are just in time, and I am DJ, one of the JNT baggers. Was that a cheesy enough intro? I hope so. But yeah, the boys are not here this week. They, we had some scheduling conflicts. But have no fear. Well, maybe you have fear. It is just me and you, isn't it? Or is it you and I? Is it still you and I if you're talking to, like, more than one person? Probably. It doesn't matter. Obviously, I'm pretty stoned. Uh, this is a bit of an unusual one. I'm doing a mooring recording. Yeah, that's like the best time to do it when I'm alone, at least. Got the house all empty. It's nice and still outside. It's for once not raining. It's kind of nice. Got a nice cup of coffee in my hand. Donut shop blend. As it's called in the fucking great value box. <laughs> yeah. The thing they don't tell you about the Keurigs is how much the fucking coffee cup things cost. Goddamn, $20 for a fucking box of them. Jesus. That's when you find yourself contemplating things when the coffee is expensive. Luckily, it does have one of those little empty filter things that you can put your own coffee in and save a few. But this is not a cup of that, that save a few fucking coffee. This is, this is high quality shit here. Not really. It's just coffee. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm off. obviously I've been waking and baking. I should not be doing that. I gotta go to work in a little bit, a little bit. But ah, fuck it. I, I yeah, I've been at this job like what, like seven, seven, eight months. Uh, I, I've been there long enough to go in stoned and pretty much still be able to function around. Plus, eye drops make people not think I'm stoned. Even when I do stoner shit, they're just like, oh, he had a moment of clumsiness. That's it. So it's cool. It kind of works out, you know. Yeah, so what have I been smoking on this one? I've got some, well, Sapphire Star again. That's the problem when you hit up the same delivery spot over and over. Sometimes you say, what's the best sativa you got? And for like the last month and a half, they've had the same fucking answer. Sapphire Star. Luckily for me, I'm not one of those people that like develops a tolerance from smoking the same strain. It's more of a boredom, but even then it's still very strong weed, so... Uh, yeah, I'll take it. I'm good with it. I'm good. I've also got, uh, 
I've got my trusty little pen here, which has fucking uh, a Jack the Ripper cartridge in it. Fucker's almost empty, but it's functioning enough. Question is, am I functioning enough? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, yeah, also to you, I would not be smoking Indicas before work in the morning, especially because I would end up just right back in the, right back in, right back in bed, passed out. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what doesn't make me pass out, though? It's the beautiful songs of The Great Collapse by John Freakin' Smith. It's an album you should check out. You've already heard part of one song, yours to keep, at the beginning. Hear it in its entirety without our shitty voices attached to it. At johnfreakinsmith.com Wow, you know I'm high, because I'm like... I was doing like a Captain Kirkish pause with everything I'm saying. Just, uh, 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 uh. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, the other day I was sitting in the parking lot at work. I was, uh, I have an old habit, like, uh, just because I used to have to, my commute used to be fucking anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half. So I would, uh, I'd often leave early because I don't like to get to work late. I'd rather be there a half hour early and just chill in the fucking parking lot, chill in my car fucking diddle on my phone and whatnot then pull up late and have to run in so even with my even though my, my commute's a little bit shorter now i still kind of get there fucking half hour early so i'm sitting there chilling in my car this was like about a week ago or so it was one of those morning shifts and uh what was that i but i didn't even really notice it i just noticed like a couple uh what's that spectrum i think it is a fucking one of the one of the goddamn cable companies and shit uh, I noticed like like two of their fucking vans like pulled up next to each other, like a few spots behind me and shit. And uh, I turn around and fucking there's like five of them, and there's a couple more pulling up and shit. And all these little vans, they're they're all like little minivans, but they got the fucking they got the beepers for the backup, you know, the the reverse beeping, beep beep. So uh, I'm just sitting there, I you know ignored it, whatever. Fucking fleets fleets get together in big parking lots and then disperse. It's, you know, it's nothing new, but, uh, I noticed they were all, like, backing those fuckers next to each other, to where I just was hearing, like, for a second there, for about ten seconds, I was hearing, like, a constant string of just beeps, and then all of a sudden, amongst all that, it starts to slow, it starts dying down, and I hear beep, 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 are you fucking kidding me? I turn around, and they're all, like, laughing and shit, like, they weren't looking at me, even. They're all just having fun with each other, making SOS beeps out of their fucking reverse things and shit. Shouldn't you fuckers be working? <laughs> I don't know, it, it tripped me out in the morning because I'm like, do I just hear SOS? And turn around and yeah, they're back there fucking around with Morse code. If they'd have kept going, I'd have pulled out my phone and started recording, but unfortunately the games were over apparently when I looked. But yeah, it, it was just weird. It was just weird using Morse code on your reverse backup beeper things. But that's, <laughs> I guess uh, when you when you can, you gotta have your fun. That's the beautiful thing. How do you, how do you have fun at your job? I know one of the ways I have fun is just by, like, grabbing an extra piece of food and running off to the side to go scarf it down like a goddamn slave grabbing table scraps. <laughs> Which it doesn't always work out that way, but yeah, who cares? <laughs> so uh, yeah. It's been a while since we've, well, not been that long since we've done a late review, but it's been a while since we've done any, oh, fuck it. Some movies 
Late reviews with the boys from Just In Time. And thank you, Mr. John freaking Smith, for that lovely, lovely intro again. Uh, fucking A. We're going to have to bring back Gay for a day soon so we can start using that one again, too. Yeah! But yes, on to another late review. As I've said previously, I've been catching up on some Netflixery. First of all, half the shit I... I I've added a lot of shit to my list that I don't watch. Uh, you know, that's that's so occasionally fucking I, I'll sit down and actually be able to check out something or at least have the interest. I, I've literally pulled up Netflix on my phone and sat there for two hours just scrolling. Just scrolling, adding shit to the list, walking past shit, reading descriptions, keep walking past. But uh, anyway, this week we got a late review for movie called Room. Just simply Room. Um, I'll admit, one of the only reasons I watched this was because I've been a huge fan of the fucking Marvel movies that have been coming out over the last fucking 10-11 years. And, you know, fucking, uh, with Captain Marvel coming up, I figured who the fuck is Brie, Brie Larson? I should figure, you know, at least watch one movie with the person. Although I'll admit, I didn't feel that same way about Chris Hemsworth. But after him being Thor, I've watched him and quite a few other things, and he's, he's good, you know? So it was one of those just like, eh, I want to get, get familiar with someone who's about to be on the forefront, uh, you know, about to be fucking all over the place. So, uh, yeah, I didn't know anything about this particular movie. I did, I did find out after watching it that she actually won an Oscar for this one, so uh, I guess props to her. But, uh... You notice I'm not on here bashing fucking Brie I don't give a shit about any of her politics and all that bullshit. I just watch the fucking movies. God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, th- this movie uh, has a fucked up premise, I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, fucking, already it's fucked up. A woman being confined to a, one singular room. Granted, this room has, like, a kitchen and shit, but being confined to one room with, uh, and fucking by some by a captor that's you know coming in and having his way and whatnot and apparently this lasted long enough for her to have a fucking kid now the way i'm, I'm kind of glad too they skipped past all the like the graphic intro stuff that would have made that movie even more like a little bit hard to watch honestly and they go right into she's in this room she's got a five-year-old boy yes uh yeah, her her captor, who I don't even know if they named her captor, fucking yeah, impregnated her, and for some reason they both decided to keep the baby. Not gonna, not, not complaining. But uh, yeah, it starts off this is, uh, she's pretty much at the point where she like has gotten used to it and shit, and the fuck, the the kid, you know, extremely obviously shelt like takes sheltered to a whole new level because has only seen one room in his whole life which was a fucked up concept i honestly i think the kid deserved probably more of an oscar than her not saying she wasn't not saying she was bad but like fuck putting yourself in that mind state either of those mind states fucking gotta be pretty tough but uh yeah they (laughs) just a quick gloss over i guess uh she eventually realizes that the kid's getting a bit smart and smart enough to realize that 
to I don't know. She she tries to let him know that there's supposed to be more to the world than what they're you know the room that they're in, just waiting for Sunday when the guy comes and brings them stuff, like supplies and shit. And uh, I don't know. Uh, that was a that was a tough one to like see there too, because the the kids like refusing, like trying to at first kind of refusing what she's saying, like no you're. No, there's only room. You said there's no such thing as birds and all the shit that's on TV. Which, I would not have let the, like... Well, I would not have let... At least they had TV. Eh, that's not a, that's not a good enough. No, it's not. But, uh... Yeah, yeah so she... She devises some, some plan to, to try to escape. She has the kid, like, uh... Well, first she has the kid pretend to be sick. Hoping that the dude's gonna take her... Take the kid to the hospital. He doesn't, obviously. He says he's gonna get him medicine. And a few days later, fucking, uh, she rolls the kid up in the car. Over over the course of a few days, she fucking has the kid practice rolling up in a carpet and shit. So that when he gets put in the back of a truck, he can roll out and try to run. Whole scene of, like, training montage of her, you know, getting the kid ready. Dude walks in. She's crying, bawling, fucking, he's dead. And fucking, uh... You know, it, it was set up nicely, you know, the kid rolls out of the carpet, fucking runs away. And honestly, for some reason, I thought that that was like, going to be the end of the movie. It was like, you know, somebody coming, uh, like, because eventually the dude, he sees the kid getting out of the truck. He stops the truck, tries to stop, tries to grab the kid. Of course, some guy's walking his dog. Hey, what's going on over there? Fucking, the dude fucking just pretty much throws the kid to the ground and tries to run off. One of those, like, okay, time to cut the losses, uh. This is not gonna end well, which it shouldn't, douchebag. But yeah, the uh, what was it? The cops end up going finding, but after some, after doing some clever like uh, Google Map type shit to find out fucking who the hell who the hell puts a skylight on a shed? I mean, how many of those would really be out there anyway? But they found that and found her. I thought that would be kind of the end of the movie, it was just like a happy ending of like, okay, now they can begin. But that was one part where the movie actually, I actually gave it kind of props because it didn't just walk away from, it could have easily just dragged that out and ended the movie right there with them being rescued and left all those questions unanswered, left us saying like, oh wow, that kid's going to have to adjust to life and all that shit. No, they decided to show you. This. For the, the kid actually adjusted was adjusting to normal life more than the the mom, pretty large. Um, yeah, it, it was a it was strange. You could tell there was a bit of an indie flick feel to it, but at the same time, fucking William H Macy is in there for like five minutes for some reason, <laughs> and he and he plays her. He played uh, Brie Larson's dad, and he uh, he was probably one of the most real characters on there because he couldn't even make eye contact with the kid. And in that moment, like uh, like the whole time you're watching this movie, and like you, as a viewer, of course, I, I'm one of those ones that gets invested in the characters and shit. To where when he didn't make eye contact with that kid, it had it kind of like had to snap me out of the the viewer thing for a second, and like oh shit, well, like at first I'm like what a douchebag, he won't even look at the kid, and then it's like oh well, that's probably not very easy to look at a grandson that you know was not created by her will, you know what I mean, like, but at the same time, it's one of those, like, the kid's there, dude, you can't, it's not like you can just throw him away, 
so you kind of gotta just you gotta embrace but that's one of those like uh is he really that big of a douche if it takes him a little bit longer to open up to the kid i don't know i guess i, I guess they leave that up to us huh but uh yeah she yeah the mom struggles with adjusting to normal life she's you know half of it seems like she's wanting the kid to be normal right away but then as the kid gets more normal she starts spinning down some spirals she ends up trying to kill herself which what the fuck but yeah the the, the fucking yeah by the end of the movie the the that was the weirdest part actually the kid was five and when they when they first this goes back to like the early parts of the movie when they're still in the room she was still breastfeeding him which is no judgment because what the fuck else are you gonna do why not you're you're just stuck in a room but yeah by the end of the movie you know the kid tried to like grab her shirt and she's like up oh, there's nothing left and the kid the kid was a smart one i'm just gonna leave it at that I would actually say, yeah, watch it, because it's not, there's nothing graphic going on or anything like that, so it's not going to be a disturbing movie to watch, it's more the effects and more of the, the after. But, uh, yeah, it's not often you see a movie actually try to explore that side, the after the rescue side, which I thought was actually kind of commendable that they, you know what I mean, they... They didn't just try to leave on that simple, that typical happy ending. Like I said, they could have easily, you know, slow motion, slow motion cops pulling her out of the shed and, you know, walking with her, putting blankets on her and shit and her and the kid reuniting. And that could have been the end of the movie and we would all been probably fine with it. But now nah, they had to explore that little bit. And I'm kind of glad they did. They, they showed a, they showed the real psychological, they tried to show some psychological effects to the situation that those two had been in. Kid obviously being, obviously kids being sponges, especially at five, he, it's easier to adjust a five-year-old than a 20-something-year-old. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one to review because I'm not a woman, so I can't act like, oh, yeah, I can't act like there's any way of knowing how, how real her portrayal of someone in that situation is because fuck how the fuck do you put yourself in that mind state if you've never been in so yeah props to her i won't i don't know if she deserved an oscar for it but i'm not a i'm not an oscar judge or whatever they are <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not on the on the panel or the committee or whatever it is so i guess uh well she got the oscar so that's good for her but yeah the the uh yeah Overall, I'd, I'd say it was a good movie, though. It was a it was an interesting kind of psychological exploration of, between these two characters, the mother and the son, and seeing like just yeah, just seeing like the differences of how they adjusted afterwards. Like the kid, like she never cut his hair, obviously, in the room. So uh, you know, by the end of the movie, the kids, you know, the kids got short hair. He's, he's you know playing with toys. Obviously, he still got some some issues, but. He seems to be at least trying to get acclimated with normal life. For him, it's kind of all good, though, too. Everything is better than being stuck in a fucking room. Everything everything you're seeing is, you know, much better, is all I'm saying. And that, that uh, you know, that, that uh, yeah, that was kind of good, though. Seeing, like, the, like, the, what was it? There was a part of the movie the kid gets to pet a dog for the first time. And the look on his face priceless priceless i mean we yeah it's normal for all of us and shit because if you have if you have kids 
you likely might have a dog too. So some kids fucking, they're babies and they're growing up with these dogs, using them as pillows and shit. But to, I, like I can, I can't think back. Okay, I can remember when I was five. I was very familiar with dogs. It wasn't, you know, to where, yeah, petting one for the first time at five years old and like getting to actually, you know what I mean? Know that little bit of companionship with a dog. It was kind of cool. It was neat. It was, uh, yeah, definitely a weird, well, it was not weird. It was just, uh, it was different. It was different. It was good though. I'll, I'll give the movie a, I'm not going to even score it. I'll just say it was, it was good. Watch it. Check it out if you want. It's on Netflix. It's the only reason I watched it. And like I said, I wanted to get a little familiarity with uh, Brie, Lash- Brie Larson. And yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> not too bad. Not too, not, you know, I won't say like it was the best thing I've ever seen. But it was, it was pretty decent though. It was pretty good. Bit of a weird uh, exploration, as I said. But uh, yeah. <laughs> God, it, uh, there's always such awkward transitioning when the guys aren't here. Uh, Alex, what are you doing, pal? Oh, hey, Dimitri. I was just going to put all these signs that I made to promote our new satirical sitcom podcast, 2000 DC. Dude, it's an audio-based format. Yeah, so I was going to put these all over the place so people could read them so they can... Oh, I see what you mean now. (laughs) Yeah, there's no way people are going to know that we're on Podbean and various other platforms if they can't read the signs. So, so wait, hold on. Do they just have to wait till Saturday when we release? Pretty much, yeah. Ah, well, the heart was in the right place, I guess. So, what now? I guess I'm throwing away signs. You're throwing away signs. <laughs> hey, what up, people? This is Jay. And this is Jared. From the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. And when we are not geeking out on our show... Or talking about people getting suspended for silly things... We are checking out the Just In Time Podcast. And... Oh, so I've been noticing a bit of a bit of a decline lately on the internet. Maybe I just haven't been looking hard enough, but a slight decline of the random white vigilante, which I've labeled that just because I forget what they're they're, they're your what's it the the fucking permit patties and all that shit. It's going down a little bit finally, I think. Uh, although, knock on wood, because uh, yeah that. I don't understand it. Why are so many white people like getting the dude? White people are getting up in arms about the littlest fucking shit, and they're trying to get territorial, territorial over their neighborhoods and their community pools, but only because they see a black family there. What in the fuck? That shit is getting on my nerves now. It it, it bothers me. It bothers me. The white in me is like, uh, the white in me can't even make sense of it, honestly. Because I've, I've never seen anything like that before. Like, not since, like, fucking Jim Crow type shit. Uh, in, in this day and age, there should not be any fucking... I'm sorry, but even if you don't... Even if someone doesn't live in the neighborhood or the gated community or whatever, who gives a fuck? It's hot. Let people, If it's hot and people are swimming, just let them fucking swim. 
what in the fuck? Who are these random ass? Like, why are these random white people trying to police black people themselves like this and shit? And it's always in situations like that. Like, it's fucked up too, because anytime black people try to get out of the ghetto and try to go somewhere else, we got to deal with stupid asses. Which, <laughs> I guess that like in the in all reality, even black people, it, it's still kind of a minor thing. Let's be real. Well, she's getting mad while I'm swimming in the pool. Well, what you gonna do about it? And that's one of those like, yeah, uh, when black people tell you go ahead and call the cops. Either you're gonna get killed, or you're, or they're fucking right, or they're, you know what I mean? They're doing nothing wrong. And when it's the latter, that means fucking, yeah, go ahead and call the cops. Let's see what you do. Let's do. Let's just, because now I, I want to laugh at you. Now I need entertainment. Yeah, I don't even know why I brought that up. I think it's, well, no. Like I said, there's a slight decline. For a minute there, it seemed like there was just, it seemed like black people couldn't do fucking, like, there's already the fear of police. There's already fucking. You know, you go to certain southern places and there's fucking, fucking, you know, still, there's still clanny people out there. Yeah, clanny people. I'm just going to weenify their name because it's, it's always sounded so scary. The Ku Klux Klan. The clannies. That sounds, uh, yeah, that makes them sound like, like little beanie babies or something. Oh, I want one of those. Little KKK be I would put that on a fucking shelf in my house, in my office, if I had an office. Just so people would look up and like, wait. Is that what? Is that? No, no, yeah, yeah, that's a wizard. Grand one. <gasps> now the real, the real question is, do you get the purple one or do you get the white one? Oh, does Funk, oh, dude, if Funko Pop makes clan, clannies, let's make that a thing. Clanny Funkos, man, let's, let's just pussify the KKK even more. We've given it enough fear, we've given it enough of a, a bad name to where fucking, the good white people that are out there know to avoid that. But uh, let's just weenify it even more now. That way, that way, that's the only, because that's the only thing they have is fear. That's the only thing they try to, they're terrorists. Let's be real. That's how they've been charged in most of their legal situations is as terrorists. So, yeah, let's do, let's take away the terror, clannies. And then we'll go to the Middle East, Talibanis. <laughs> Little Funko Pops. With little, with little, like, bubbles, bubble guns, or bubble, you know what I mean? Bubble wands. And fucking, you know, fucking water guns. Let's just pussify all the terrorism in the world. And then we'll piss off all the terrorists. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the only thing that would probably happen. But yeah, um, I'm beginning to dribble quite a bit, though. Which means that I have been smoking a lot. And we can probably call this, <laughs> we can, what's up? I swear to God, dude, every time I record by myself, my neighbor's dog starts fucking going off. It's like a little bastard nose. Well, what it will know soon is a... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna kick a dog. It's a tiny one, too. Yeah, no. I, I don't need field goals right now. But, uh, yeah, uh, next week the boys ought to be here. And we ought to be able to do this a little bit more correctly. But before I go, I want to remind you to check out Hooks, Rub, and Spaces. Mm, I'm pretty sure they have a new website. There should be a link in the description below. I will double check that. And um, there was one more thing too. Oh yeah, also only a few more. Uh, I think uh, 2000 DC is coming to an end of season one, so be sure to get caught up on that. And 
yeah, you, I'm, I'm in quite a few episodes that just sprinkled about. And uh, Rook and Corn actually had like a whole, damn near the whole episode and should have been able to play Mexican restaurant workers. I believe it was episode 7. Look for the one with the Spanish name. Yeah, do that. But uh, yeah, check out 2000 DC. Check out Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Check out John Breaking Thmeoff. And if you want to, check out Room, I guess. If you want to. You don't have to. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we can, we can go ahead and call this one a closer. Because usually the longer I dribble on by myself, the worse the episode gets. I'm going to have to put it in a bunch of shit. But uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, all three of us, or at least, I should at least have a rook. Yeah, there should at least be two of us next time. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to like. Uh, uh, damn it, all the YouTubers are always at the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. I always, I don't like saying that as much because it just comes off wrong. But yeah, if you should feel feel inclined to subscribe to us to whatever on whatever pod listener your pod player you're listening to us on or if you'd want to go connect with us on social media and throw some questions and whatnot at us you can hit us up at jnt podcast on twitter instagram and facebook there is also the jnt hotline which we we got an email we need some fucking voicemails we got an email recently that we got to use the number more we have been dry so yeah, tell us some of the weird ways you have fun at work, like those assholes with the SOS beeping, beeping reversing and shit. What's it? Uh, yeah, tell us some of that. If you got a video, hit us up at JNT Podcast. Let us know. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Hopefully.